football on off the ball. I think he's a great footballer, but as a captain of Manchester United, I think you just have to have a little bit more about you to lead that team, especially a team that's not used to winning. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The lunchtime wrap. On off the ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish rugby. Think of the possibilities. It's Thursday, the 7th of September. This is the Lunchtime Wrap and I'm Cameron Hill. Good afternoon. We start with football and Ireland face France in a crucial Euro 2024 qualifier this evening at the Parc de Prince. Les Bleus head into tonight's game with a 100% winning record in Group B, while Stephen Kenny's side have just three points from three matches so far. John Egan has overcome knee and ankle knocks from the weekend to be named in the matchday squad. The Irish independent Stan McDonald joined Joe Malloy on Wednesday's football show. He believes there are a number of factors at play regarding whether this international break is a last chance saloon for Stephen Kenny. I, I'm trying to formulate my own opinion on it in a way because you sort of run through these equations. You run through the FBI just had a bruising enough process of letting one manager go after being seen to do due process and that turned out and do you want a second one to go that way do you want to have both managers gone in a short window and, and how you handle it and how you you'd want it to be very, very emphatic to be doing that mm. i think you know like it would need to be cataclysmic and the weird one for kenny like he's had a lot of bad luck but maybe the good luck even has been the order of certain games that the Greece wasn't the last game in the summer that there was Gibraltar after a couple of days to sleep in it and they won that game even if it was Gibraltar and people walk out of the ground going yeah okay some people are like yeah I don't I'll never forgive Friday others were like oh, I mean the bad defeats happen they've never they played well in, the, in their second last game they haven't played well in the, you know and, and to more measured so this one around the Garden could get turned over here but if people walk out in the stadium on Sunday night mm. feeling like but that wasn't a bad performance to give it a go is it going to happen straight away even if you feel like at the end of the group a review might not go well I wouldn't be so sure but then if he gets to October as you say then you've got a chance against Greece at home and Gibraltar away to have a six point window which will completely change the movements mm. to a point to yeah, a point to a point then you have like Holland away in November. Now the other thing, which which I hate to throw permutations into it, is that we don't know if Ireland are going to have a playoff or not, presuming Ireland aren't going to be in the top two. Mm-hmm. And that completely alters all the dynamic of the decisions you have to make. And the problem with that is Ireland don't know if they're going to have that playoff potentially until after the Dutch game, when Ireland are playing a nonsense friendly with New Zealand. And clearly then, if Ireland somehow find out that they're going to have a playoff, at that point then do you think well we presumably have to stick with him or do you get into a roll the dice scenario yeah. and just go for the bounce if the group has petered out yeah now, I presume by october will have a better idea if they have a chance but that's hanging in the background too kickoff in paris is at 7:45. elsewhere in group b the netherlands host greece and in group h northern ireland are away to slovenia now manchester united insists there were no breaches of its safeguarding obligations after a convicted pedophile was invited to one of united's wsl games former united women's manager jeff kanopka was the club's Former United women's manager Jeff Kanopka was the club's special guest when they played Everton in front of over 20,000 fans, including young girls. Kanopka was given a four-year prison sentence and was placed on the sex offenders register in 2011 after being convicted of 19 offences against underage girls. The story in The Times says that United claims they were unaware of his crimes and that it will have no further connection with him.
in rugby. Johnny Sexton is back in the Ireland team for Saturday's Rugby World Cup opener against Romania. The Ireland captain has missed the last six months due to a combination of injury and suspension. Andy Farrell's gone with a strong starting 15 for the Pool B game in Bordeaux. Joe McCarthy starts in the second row alongside James Ryan, so Tyke Byrne is named in the back row. There's also a start on the wing for Keith Earls in place of Mac Hansen, while Jack Crowley is preferred to Ross Byrne among the replacements. The team in full then is Rob Herring at hooker, flanked by Andrew Porter and Tyke Furlong in the front row. Joe McCarthy and James Ryan are in the aforementioned engine room. Tyke Byrne and Peter O'Mahony are at 6 and 7 respectively, with Caelan Doris at number 8. Jamison Gibson-Park and Johnny Sexton are the half-pack partnership. Bundy Aki and Gary Ringrose are the centres. And it's a back three of James Lowe, Keith Earls and Hugo Keenan. You're listening to the Lunchtime Wrap on Off The Ball with Energia. Proud sponsor of Irish Rugby, think of the possibilities. And it's to golf we go next. And Shane Lowry is the leading home player at the Horizon Irish Open at the K-Club. England's Jordan Smith and Denmark's Thomas Bjorn are the joint clubhouse leaders on six under par. Larry carded 68 for four under par, while Rory McIlroy shot 69. Podrick Harrington has just started his opening round alongside Tom McKibben. McIlroy was speeding... McIlroy was speaking to Joe Malloy and Nathan Murphy earlier this week. The world number two outlined his current position on Saudi investment in golf, explaining why it's different to how they've grown their portfolio in other sports. You look at what they're look at what they're doing in football. Look at what they've you know. The only thing I would say about their the PIF's investments in other sports is that they've they've got they've went in and they've sort of played within the ecosystem of those other sports. So yeah. they didn't go and try and buy Formula One. They didn't go try pr- buy Premier League. Yes, they bought a Premier League football club in Newcastle and it's actually worked out really well for them. And, mm. you know, but again, there's got to be a point where you see everything else happening in the world and you see big private equity companies in America taking their money. You see, you know, the biggest companies in the world, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of whataboutism and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, you know, if, if, if this is what's happening, you know, the way I've sort of framed it is, well, the world has decided for me hmm. in a way. And that, I, I don't want to say that that's parlous or whatever. And I've, I've met the guys that are involved in PIF. I've sat with Yasser. I've talked to him. He's, you know, he, I don't know what his beliefs are and what yeah. is whatever, but at the same time, I'm, I've lived in Dubai. I've lived in Dubai for four years. The, you know, the people there that are some of my closest friends have the same beliefs as, you know, some of these people that we are criticizing. So I would be a hypocrite to, if I'm not criticizing my friends in Dubai, why am I criticizing these people? So there's so many different ways that you can think about it and frame it. But at the end of the day, the way I've sort of looked at it is if the PIF are, are really interested in golf yeah. and they want to get in the system, at least if we provide them a pathway to play within the system where they're not taking over the sport, it neutralizes any threat of live becoming something that it hopefully shouldn't become. And they play within the boundaries that are set within our sport. And, yeah. you know, we all we all go from there. In rowing, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy have secured their place at next year's Olympics. The Irish pair won their lightweight double skull semi-final at the World Rowing Championships in Belgrade this morning. Two other Irish crews have also booked their places in Paris. The women's pair of Afri Kyo and Fiona Murta finished second in their semi-final to progress to Saturday's final. And the men's pair of Ross Corrigan and Nathan Timoney also progressed thanks to a second place finish. 
There's a seven race card at Clonmel this evening with the first off at 20 past four. And on this day in 1968, former French footballer Marcel Desailly was born in Accra, Ghana. Desailly was part of the France side that won the 1998 World Cup. He also claimed the European Championship with Les Bleus in 2000, as well as Champions Leagues with Marseille and AC Milan and an FA Cup with Chelsea. That's all for Thursday's Lunchtime Wrap. Keep up to date with the latest opinion, analysis and much more. Become a member today at offtheball.com forward slash join. Take care. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia. Proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities.